All right, yeah, cooking, 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 cooking food. Yeah, food, we need it or we're dead. So cooking's important, right? Um, and yeah, cooking. Let's talk about cooking. When, we're, when we cook, we're in action mode. Uh, cooking is a very active thing to do. We're always doing things, right? So there's, when we're talking about cooking, there's lots and lots of verbs flying around. I mean, cooking is just lots of short actions, right? Lots of short actions in the right order with the right amount of things. So, yeah, as a result, we have a lot of verbs, cooking verbs in English. And that's what we're going to look at today. And, yep, they're pretty useful. I mean, when did you last ask someone how to cook something? Or when did you last tell a friend about an awesome new recipe you've tried? If you're anything like me, this does happen quite a lot. I like talking about cooking with people. And if you do too, then, and you want to do it in English, then, yeah, you're in the right place. So, let's check out 55 of the most useful cooking verbs in English. And there's going to be lots of extra, like, other um, cool cooking vocabulary and phrases about preparing food too. But I'm not just going to give you a list of verbs. That's pretty boring, isn't it? So what, what I'm going to do today is I'm actually going to just describe three stages of cooking. The first stage, I'm going to describe preparing food. Uh, the second stage, I'm going to describe cooking food. And in the third stage, I'm going to describe serving food. Everything will be in context. And... Um, yeah, you'll just hear me just describe all this stuff. Hopefully, it'll uh, stick a little. And I think I might put some uh, some sound effects in. So here we go. Let's go for part one, stage one, I guess. Preparing food. So yeah, we'll, we'll get started on that in just a second. But also, we're going to have this long sort of um, lots and lots of new vocab here, right? So at the end, after I've read you all of this stuff, Hopefully with the sound effects. I haven't decided yet. Um, I'm going to give you a list of the verbs. And just listen and see if you can remember what they mean from the context. And every time one of the new words comes, I'm going to have, there's going to be a little sound. A little sound like this. So you'll know when you're hearing a new word. Okay, here we go. Let's get started. Stage one, preparing food. Okay, before you start preparing food, don't make the mistake I always make. If you're going to use any frozen stuff, make sure you take it out of the freezer and defrost it somehow. Or confusingly, you could frost it, which means the same thing for some reason. Maybe by heating it on the stove for a while, or if you're impatient, like me, by popping it in the microwave for a few minutes. Also, before you start, remember that some things need to soak, or to put it another way, you need to soak them, which also means the same thing. Beans are a good example. Beans can be a pain because you actually need to leave them to soak overnight. That's why people who eat beans are very good at looking into the future. I read that somewhere on the internet, so it's probably true. Okay, now you're ready for some real prep. Okay, a lot of food prep involves dividing big pieces of food into smaller pieces of food, usually with a knife. 
Chopping is the general word for this. Perhaps you need to chop stuff into slices or simply slice them. Or maybe you even dice them, which means chopping them into small cubes about the size of a tiny, tiny box or a dice. A lot of food can also be grated. This involves uh, getting a grater and rubbing ginger or carrots or whatever you're grating along the side. It's also a fantastic opportunity to make stupid jokes like, this is great. Hours of fun. For some other food, and I'm looking at you, Mr. Garlic, grating isn't quite enough. Some food needs to be crushed. So you might just need to crush some garlic, and it's usually just garlic, with a garlic crusher. Just like I crush my enemies. Oh, sorry, by enemies I mean more garlic. And some things just won't go through the crusher. Perhaps they're too small, like little seeds, or too hard, like pepper. In this case, you'll probably need to grind them. For this, you can use a pestle and mortar and pretend you're in an old-fashioned painting. Or use a grinder and pretend you're in a horror film. Sometimes you'll want to mix or combine ingredients in a different way. A typical example of this is when you need to combine flour and water. This is when a whisk comes in handy which you can use to uh, whisk the ingredients. You can also just stir ingredients. This is the simple process of putting a spoon into the bowl of ingredients and moving it around. While you're doing this, you might want to add a pinch of salt or even some red pepper flakes or something like that. Still not aggressive enough for you? Okay, let's bring out the big guns. It's time to go electric. When you have a blender, you can do most of the things I just talked about with the touch of a button. You can blend your ingredients, but you can also grate and grind them too, if you have the right blender attachments, of course. Sometimes you'll just need to blend stuff on low power, sometimes on high power, and other times you just need to hit the pulse button a few times. If you're working with dough, that stuff you make from flour and water to make bread and pizza and stuff, it rhymes with no. You'll need to knead it. This is when you sort of press the dough with your hands again and again until it's smooth and ready to start the long journey of becoming bread in the oven. If you're making pizza, you are obliged to spin the dough in the air and catch it while kneading. Some dishes require you to roll things. Perhaps it's a pastry thing or cookies and you need to roll the dough flat. Maybe you've got some big empty peppers and some delicious stuffing. So what now? Well, you need to stuff the peppers. That's right. Stuff the stuffing into the peppers to make stuffed peppers. Stuffed vine leaves, they're also pretty good too. Ah, yes. You want your food on a long spike, like a sword? Great idea. Take the pieces of food and skewer them on a skewer. What's that? It's too wet? Oh, no. Okay, well, that's okay. Just leave it to drain for a while. You know, put it in the sink, maybe in a colander, strainer, or a sieve. It'll dry later. 
Promise, it really will dry later. That's just physics. Finally, you may also need to be really patient and just leave your things in the fridge before you serve or cook them. Maybe you need to serve your dish cold, so just let it chill in the fridge. Or put it in the fridge to chill. Same thing. Some things might need to be in the fridge for a long time so that the herbs and spices and delicious things can get right into the food. That's when you marinate it overnight or leave it to marinade or let it marinate. Okay, so the main verbs from this stage, preparing food, were, drum roll, defrost, Chop. I like that word. I'm going to say it again. Chop. Great, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, crush. Crush. Whisk. Whisk. Stir. Like that word. Stir. Very simple. Blend. In a blender, of course. Need. Sometimes you need to need something. Roll. Like rock and roll, I guess. Uh, stuff, stuff, interesting word. We use it to mean things, but also we use it to mean put things inside things. Stuff, put stuff inside stuff, 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 stuff with stuff. Yeah, there you go. And skewer, like sticking things onto a sword. And finally, drain. All right, so yeah, that is preparing the food. That's stage one. Now let's get onto the real stuff, the big business, the fun part, the part that involves fire. And in my opinion, nothing, nothing can be improved without some extra fire. So yeah, let's look at cooking food, like actually cooking the food. Okay, here we go. So generally speaking, you might just want to heat something or heat something up. Uh, you can do this on the cooker the top part of the big cooking machine, or even in the oven, uh, the one that's a buzz, like a very hot little room, I suppose. You can put something on low heat, medium heat, or high heat. And sometimes you want to heat it until warm or heat it until cooked through. Cooked through is uh, cooked all the way to the middle. One of the most common ways of cooking stuff is by uh, boiling it. Yeah, you just boil it. This involves getting some water, putting it on the stove or cooker, and bringing it to the boil. When it's boiling, you can add whatever you're cooking, such as pasta. Of course, you can boil other stuff like sauce or soup, and sometimes, once it's started boiling, you might want to turn the heat down and let it simmer, or leave it to simmer. Steaming is great fun. It's something I've recently discovered. It's amazing that there's something you can do to make zucchinis actually taste amazing. What is it? Well, it's when you put the food sort of above boiling water, not touching the boiling water, not in the boiling water, above the boiling water, so the steam from the evaporation cooks the food. Really good for zucchinis. Strongly recommended. Uh, another classic way of cooking stuff is by frying it. This basically involves getting a pan, usually putting some oil in it, um, adding your food and putting it over the heat. Uh, think of pancakes, for example. Uh, there are different ways of frying. Uh, stir frying, 
common in Asian cooking is when you have a pan that gets unbelievably hot and you have to keep your food on it moving at all times. It looks great and usually turns out disastrous, disastrously when I try it. Seriously, don't let me do a stir fry. You will regret it. Uh, you can also shallow fry something by cooking it in a shallow pool of oil or even deep fry something by cooking it in a deep pool of oil. Uh, think of uh, French fries, for example. If you coat or cover food in a paste of flour and water or other liquid before deep frying, then you're battering it. Um, very popular in, in the UK, battered food. If you feel like being a bit fancier with your cooking, you could always blanch some vegetables. They are blanching. Uh, this basically consists of dipping your veg into boiling water for a very short amount of time, like a few seconds. Um, this scalds the vegetables. Apparently, that's how it's properly done. I've never blanched anything before, but you know, the internet never lies. Never, ever lies. The internet is always telling the truth. Right, let's put something in the oven and put the temperature up. That's what you say when you want to roast something. Roasting is when you do just that and is probably the most common thing we do with an oven. But what about baking? We can bake stuff in the oven too, right? So what's the difference? Roasting, baking? Well, <laughs> I looked into this. It seems that the difference is quite complicated. A lot of people say that it's about the temperature. Anything above 150 degrees Celsius is roasting. Anything below is baking. Other people say that when the food actually changes shape, it's baking. And if it doesn't, it's roasting. When I was training to become a teacher... Our teacher trainer told us that when you use oil, it's roasting, and when you don't, it's baking. And in a way, I think none of these distinctions is particularly helpful. What we need to ask ourselves here is what do people actually say? In that case, the difference is easier. Generally speaking, we bake things like cake, bread, and pizza, and we roast stuff like meat and veg, uh, if you're doing a Sunday roast especially. This answer isn't 100%, but it's the closest we're going to get today without breaking our brains. You can also grill things, of course. This basically consists of turning on the grill, the heating element or flames above your food, and allowing it to cook the food from above. This is a great way to toast things like bread if you don't actually have a toaster, which I don't. But if you're in the US, this isn't called grilling, but broiling like boiling, but with an R, broiling. In American English, grilling is when your flames are cooking the food from below, like in a barbecue. But whether you're frying, roasting, baking, or grilling, make sure you don't burn it. There's nothing worse than burnt cake or burnt toast. Unless, of course, you're trying to burn it for that extra carbony taste. In which case, we don't call it burning. Nope. That's when you decide to char your food. Yeah, you char it. One of my favorite Bulgarian foods, for example, is charred peppers. Oh, they're so good. But of course, at the same time, you've got to remember not to undercook your meal. There's nothing wrong with chewy pasta, but it's a thin line. Leave it in too long and you've overcooked it. 
which is worse, much worse, because there's nothing you can do with soggy pasta except feed it to the dog. But I don't have a dog, so that doesn't help, does it? Okay, but what if your food isn't shiny enough? You know, sometimes it's good to see your own reflection when you look at your food, right? You want to see your face in that donut. That's when you might want to glaze your food. You can do this by brushing on some sort of liquid, sometimes sugar, sometimes fruit, sometimes even edible wax, according to our friend the internet. Think about how candy or donuts are often very shiny. I think they use some sort of wax. Uh, as you reach the end of the cooking process, you might want to start seasoning your food. To be fair, if you're roasting something, it's usually good to season before you stick it in the oven. What's seasoning? Well, you, when you season something, you add herbs and spices to it. Maybe even a pinch of salt or a pinch of pepper or a pinch of cumin or a pinch of whatever you want to season your food with. Or you could sprinkle on some cinnamon. But what if you don't have time for any of this? That is easy. Then just grab some leftovers from the freezer, if you're lucky enough to have any food left over from a previous meal, and pop it in the microwave. Yeah, just pop it in the microwave for a few minutes. Bing! Yep, that's the sound of an easy meal. What? 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 Don't look at me like that. There's nothing wrong with microwaved food, okay? Okay, so the verbs from this section are... Drumroll. Boil. Fry. Roast or bake. Season. And microwave. Or pop it in the microwave if you want a good verb there. Okay, okay, and finally, we are on serving food. Okay, you've made it. You've cooked all the food. Now it's time to eat it. Almost. There might be a few things you'll need to do first. First, dish yourself up, or just dish everyone up. If you have guests, put the food on plates or in bowls or whatever you're using. Drizzle some oil or vinegar or something yummy on the top. Maybe even garnish it with some chopped parsley or even some flower petals. Yeah, I know, flower petals, that happens. And um, serve it to your very grateful guests. Or if you're eating alone, to yourself. All done? Okay, great. Remember, if there are any leftovers, make sure you freeze them for later. That's it. That was the uh, that was the serving section, much smaller. And uh, I guess the main key word here is a uh, dish yourself up, or dish someone up, or serve it. And there we have it: fifty-five cooking verbs in English, plus quite a bit of other cooking vocabulary too. Right. I don't know about you, but I'm starving. I'm very hungry right now. So, before we head to the kitchen. Let's uh, practice a little. Um, yeah, why not practice what you've learned today? Let's turn this into an activity. Yeah, why not? So, yeah, send me an email. But tell me, what is your favourite recipe these days? Can you tell me how it's made? Um, send me, in English, your favourite recipe. And, um, yeah, I'll, I might even mention one in the next podcast if, there are anything, if there's anything particularly yummy um, in my inbox. Something yummy in my... Yeah, that's it. Something yummy in my inbox, please. 
I, I'd like something yummy in my inbox. That sounds strange the more you say it. I'd like something yummy in my inbox. So yeah, send me a recipe. Um, yeah, great. Uh, thanks very much for listening. A bit of a different one this time. I hope you enjoyed the sound effects. And uh, yeah, I will talk at you next time for something probably completely different. Until then, take care of yourselves, take care of everyone around you, be nice, and eat well. See you next time.